With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a post-match pint in association with Purity Ale. If you want to get 10% off everything that Purity have to offer, then use the code hashtag VillaView and you'll get 10% off when you come to pay for your goods. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Villa on tour, aka Max Stokes, who was at Old Trafford yesterday as Villa fell for their first defeat in absolutely ages. Just said to you, Max, before we came on, I'd actually forgotten what it felt like to lose. And although to be honest, I wasn't too downbeat about it. It was a bizarre feeling because it has been a couple of months without a defeat. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. But I've said to you before, it kind of it kind of felt like there was appreciation in the away end after the game yesterday. There was there was good chance of Villa till I die and Unai Emery's current blue army going on for for a long time after the final whistle. So a tinge of disappointment, of course there is. Like you said, it just feels a, a little bit odd. But I think with the run we've been on, it was just pure appreciation yesterday. And it was going to come at some point. Man United hadn't lost at home since the opening game of the season. So it was going to be super hard. But I thought we gave it a good go. Could have potentially got a point at least out of the game. But it was always going to happen at some point, unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't realise until today that Manchester United actually have the best home defensive record as well. They've only conceded eight goals at home in the entirety of, of the season, which is a, a staggering record and a massive turnaround from from what they were doing last season. I like what, what you've said, that the fans were encouraging still at, at the end, staying with the team. I really, really like that. And, you know, they'll be there in full force again against Wolves next week, which is now a, a, a real huge game. Always a big game anyway, but now you probably know we've lost a game. It, it takes on that that extra sort of, of credibility and we Villa need a win, really, to stay in the hunt in, in the European picture. A positive from yesterday, I would say that I, I didn't think we played that well. Definitely not our, our best performance over the last few weeks. I did think it was maybe a game too far and we looked a little bit tired. But even after all that, we only lost by 1-0. And even on a bad day, we could have quite easily taken something from the game, I felt. 
Yeah, it was he was a bit of a rubbish goal as well, wasn't it? I'm sure we'll come on mm. to it. I think Emmy Martinez was uh, was asked after the game what what was the point in the defeat, and he said it was down to a deflection, things like that. So I don't think Man United were great either, to be honest. Like you know, they've got that sort of. Uh. They, they can grind out a game, whatever. They've got a lot of attacking talent, to be fair, on the pitch yesterday. So, bits Ericsson, Sancho, Fernandez, Rashford going forward as well. So, you know, they had a lot of talent. I don't think they were great, though. But, yeah, like you said, it kind of felt like it was a little bit too far. I think I was going into the game sort of expecting us to maybe look a tiny bit fresher than Man United with them, you know, getting battered in Europe, us having a couple of extra days because they played on Thursday. They even threw away a 2-0 lead against Tottenham on Thursday. So... I don't know. It was always going to be hard, of course. It is. They had a great record at Old Trafford, but it just couldn't quite get into gear, could we? Which was a little bit disappointing. I've got to say, I was probably the most confident I've ever been with Villa going to Old Trafford. I just really, really fancied us. I thought that extra two days rest and the fact that they'd had that game against Spurs where they threw away the, the two goal lead and we'd we'd not played since since Tuesday. I really thought that would would make a huge difference, but it it didn't really seem to. But when you you think about over the last month. It's been that same 11 week in, week out, and they've given absolutely everything for, for the badge and everything for the shirt every, every single week. I thought they played in first gear, second gear against Fulham on Tuesday. But naturally now, you know, you look at someone like Ashley Young at, at my age, 37, playing old, five, very old, old time. playing a lot of games <laughs> on the spin, probably something you never expected to do. Even the fact we've probably only got four injuries, really, and maybe not every one of those players starts. It's still it's caught up with us a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And even the players coming off the bench, it's like what what can you really do when you're chasing a game and you're struggling to create chances? Realistically, what can you do going forward? Troyore is only the real option. Mm-hmm. Coutinho has been out for eleven games. People, you know, he hasn't been great this season. You know, hasn't come up. With, I think he scored one goal when he has played. Even something like that, something different. Bailey as well. He's got a lot of stick this season, and, and rightly so. Someone like that, you just miss, don't you? Just that little bit of injection of pace or something. There's only so much you can do coming off the bench, and. Yeah, it's the same 11. We talk about team news, team news, whatever, going into each game. There's not much you can do. I think we really miss Kamara massively. Yeah, we did I, I think Dendonka's, Dendonka's done a, a, an okay job since he's come in. He has. He's, he does the simple stuff. I like it. But Kamara, defensively and attacking, he offers so, so much. And I worry we're not going to see him again this season. I, I, I've just got a feeling. So, I don't know. I think we missed him massively yesterday and we are massively down to the bare bones at this point. A huge problem I noticed yesterday, I don't know whether it came across as much actually at, at the ground, just be falling over a lot. Our players seem to just not adapt to the, the conditions at all. Every time I, 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 look, I, was, I was watching, there was someone in the background falling over or we'd put the ball into the box and someone would fall over. It felt like we were slipping over a, a lot yesterday. Pivotal moments, I don't know whether, whether the weather played a part. I didn't feel like we had that element of control in the game that we've probably had in 85%. Of, of the last 10 games. I, mm. I just didn't feel that control was there yesterday. Yeah, I didn't notice the slipping over. I actually didn't notice that. I can't I can't remember what game it was this season, but I remember there was another game where people kept falling over. It was really bizarre. Um, be interesting. Yeah. Back, back me up in the live chat if that, if that is the case, <laughs> if I'm just imagining it, because I did, yeah, I did feel I, like there was players falling over every every couple of minutes. 
normally I do notice weird things like that. So I don't know. I have to rewatch things. But yeah, people, people will let us know. But yeah, the, on the control and keeping the hold possession. I'm a big fan of sometimes you just need to put your foot on the ball and just chill out for a couple of minutes and just pass it around the back. Felt like it was hard to do yesterday, especially in the first half. I thought second half we were a bit better. But in the first half, it, it was really, really difficult. Obviously, it was down our end as well from the away end. And we just could not get out. And we went long quite a bit as well, which obviously where, where the goal comes from. And we just weren't allowed to, to play the way we liked. I think Ramsey was quite when Dia struggled to hold on to the ball. We just weren't allowed to, to play the way we wanted to. And I think Dallow did a good job on Moreno as well. I think we couldn't use the out ball as much as we wanted to and as much as we have done in the last couple of weeks. So that was a major factor as well. But yeah, just, just couldn't control the player yesterday, especially in that first half. I'd say they probably created the, the bulk of the chances, although when we did have chances, I, I felt they were decent ones, you know, Moreno in, in, in the first half, and there was that one bobbling around at, at the end of the, of the second half as well. We ended the game quite strongly, but I thought if the game had maybe been five, ten minutes longer, I think we may have we may have nicked a goal and, and, and taken something. But what did you make of the the high line yesterday? Because I read an article in The Athletic today, I can't even out that we've been playing that high line for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, and Maybe we have, but it felt extra high yesterday or was it just that Manchester United spotted it and they, they exploited it with Rashford, who's, who's very good at timing his runs and, and getting in behind, especially in the first half. I felt we were, we were too easy to play through, maybe. Yeah, that ball over the top was was causing us massive problems. And I'm not sure. It's, it's probably something you'd adapt to, isn't it? You see Rashford, who's had a brilliant season. He's got that pace and it's where the goal comes from. I think Conce is a little bit slow out. And like I said, we're going long from a goal kick, which we haven't we haven't really seen recently, have we? I'm not sure. No, not really sure sure where that came from. But we went long. It was a straight header back. And Conce is just that little bit slow getting out. He plays Rashford on side and he goes through and Bruno scores. But yeah, that over the top ball was, was causing us problems all game. And I'm not sure. Not sure what that comes down to, to be honest, because I think it's easy to identify, isn't it, with Rashford's pace and things like that. A lot of uh, attacking talent, which we've already talked about. So, yeah, that was where, where it came down to yesterday, especially with the goal. Major moments again. Slightly frustrating because Rashford's probably played most of the season on, on the left-hand side, but he plays through the, through the middle against us yesterday and, and, and does it well and exploits exploits that high line. Yeah, Veghorst have been playing up front. You kind of feel we'd have had the measure of him. We'd have been able to deal with him up front, but it, it was Rashford that, that was that played there. And, you know, he, he was dangerous and had a couple, we had a couple of warning signs before that with, with the high line. And another time when someone fell over, there was a weird one when someone crossed the ball in a Martinez slipped and it nearly ended up going, oh, in, yeah. going in the back of the net on the... Oh, I, mentioned, the I, I remember a slip, well. actually. What was Watkins wasn't there when Moreno had that chance in yeah, the first half? That dark mice in the chat said he agrees with what I'm saying. Okay. about the slipping. So it definitely was a factor. And I've got to say, I didn't notice it happening to, to the Manchester United players, but maybe that's because I'm purely watching <laughs> from a Villa perspective. What did, what did, you, what did you think of the, of the goal? It's, it's, a, it's a tad unfortunate. It's weird that we went long. They talked about it a little bit on Monday Night Football before the Leicester and Everton game. I don't know whether you saw it, where Mings has said something to Martinez just before the goal kick and they, they all push up and he, he plays that straight ball. It's kind of FIFA goal, isn't it? It's kind of goal I always yeah. concede in, in FIFA where you feel like you person you're playing against headers always go straight straight to their players he's headed it back straight and they end up through Rashford's took the shot there's not much power in it I think Emmy's a, a little bit unfortunate because he does he, he does get it away and he does get it wide it's it's ended up being that deflection that's taken it in and of course it had to be Bruno Fernandes who always scores against Villa a few people said to me they thought Martinez could have done a little bit more with it, done a little bit better, but I do just think it's it's one of those unfortunate goals, and the, and it is the deflection that's taking it in because I think mm. if it doesn't have the deflection, he doesn't score from that angle. 
Was it going in? Was Rashford's shot going in? Because at I, the time, I thought, I, I didn't think it was, it was, but I haven't seen it back. looked quite wide. I haven't seen an angle that tells me whether it was going in or whether 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 it whether it wasn't or not. I, I think Fernandez's shot would have would have hit the target, mm. but I don't think he would have scored had it not taken that deflection, because I think Morano on the... No, he hits Morano, doesn't he? I think it's Mings yeah, and Martinez. Mings is sliding in on the line. He I takes think... it over Martinez. Yeah, I think Martinez, if that's Olsen, everyone's moaning. Like, I think it's because of Martinez's high standards. You probably expect him to do a little bit better there. If he does get his hands to it, it's a dangerous area to put it into. But it's that deflection, isn't it? That deflection's the, the crucial moment. You've got Martinez and Mings on the line, so it takes it over both of them. And at the time, I thought it was a good finish, but looking back, it's that deflection, isn't it? And of course, it's that guy, uh, Fernandez, runs to the away end and kind of just glares at us. It was horrible. horrible. He's so he's insufferable, isn't he? That bloke. I, I really don't dislike him, and he knows yeah. it as well. His interviews after the game, where he was sort of saying, "Oh, you know, Villa fans need to focus on their own players." It's like, is he serious? He's a massive wind-up merchant, isn't he? And he doesn't need to be because he's a really good player. He he's a, a really, player. really good player. So he doesn't need to be the way he is. He really doesn't. But that's what he is. And again, he has another goal involvement against the Villa. We're used to it at this point, aren't we? I mean, I was watching it with one of my friends, and I said. I said to him, "The can't you know always with the type of player like Fernandez, the kind of player you you don't like. But if he's playing for your team, you do like him. But I think even if he was playing for my team, he'd annoy me. Well, yeah, I still wouldn't like him. I don't, he's I don't, the, he crosses he's a great the line. player, but you just exactly. I find it's too much all game. He, he's in, in in the referee's face, compl- complains about everything, spends half the game on the floor. Like I say, he's an unbelievable footballer. He's a really really good player, but I, I do not think insufferable is a." Is a, it's a good choice of word from you. I think it's non-stop. The, it's it's exactly absolutely right. non-stop. Yeah, it does sure stop. I'm not sure you've seen it, but Sancho, the camera's got it. They zoomed in on Sancho and he was like, stop moaning to Fernandez. And it's like, even his own players are saying that. And you're right though. If you played for Villa, like he's, he crosses the line, doesn't he? It's like, just take a breather because he doesn't need to do it because he's an exceptional footballer. So what's the point? Yeah, uh, Paul Burling says we didn't have any control as United stopped our double pivot out of possession. They man marked Louise and Den Donker. There were signs of that in the Forest game. That was probably three, four weeks ago now, where they sat their two number tens on on Louise and I think it was McGinn who played centrally in that game. And in that first half, we did find it difficult, and it did stop us progressing. And that happened again. Yes, yesterday, it's hard to find a way around that because Louise, in particular, is such a big part of how we build up play. Yeah, me and Simon were saying that I think at half-time we probably would have thought about dropping McGinn back into that midfield mm. because he wasn't having too much joy, was he? Malassi was having an okay game. He wasn't having too much joy out wide. So he probably wanted to drop in a little bit, add a little bit of bite to that midfield. I, look, I like Dendonka. He's probably played more games than we ideally would have liked. But again, like we said earlier, we don't really have a choice with the injuries and stuff. So I don't know. I would have liked a little bit more bite in that midfield, a little bit more grit with McGinn. Just even ball retention, just holding on to the ball for that little bit longer than Den Donker would because I don't think he was great yesterday. And yeah, midfield was was where we got overrun yesterday. And that was the difference in the game, especially in that first half. Yeah, I was I was the same. I think we McGinn's been brilliant for, for months, but I think out on that out on the right yesterday, we 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 were lacking him, a player of his ilk in in the, in the middle. I, I like it when he comes comes into the middle because I think Louise, it's not it sounds out of order. I don't mean like this. I think there's more of a trust there, which is obvious because they play together more. So Louise will tend to find himself in the penalty area a little mm. bit more when McGinn central. Obviously, he scored against Brentford. The other week when, when McGinn had moved central because then Dunker had, had, had come off by then Louise found himself in the box. I think there's just that that little bit more of a relationship between those two. And I think with McGinn, he frees Louise up a little bit to, to go a little bit further forward because he knows that he's got a bit more of an engine and gets about the pitch 
better than better than Den Donker does, and Louise was popping up. But he had that. See, there was a similar moment, wasn't there? Where Louise has a shot and it's yeah. it's cleared off the line at the, at the end of the game. I think maybe we'd have made that change just just slightly earlier. I felt when we did that, we got a bit more of a foothold in in the game. I've got I've no complaints with with losing the game. Really, I think Manchester United were the better team. I think I think they deserve to win. I think you know their their home form has been re- really really good, but. It, He's just that weird one that he's probably the most confident I've ever been going to Manchester United. Yeah, I was the same. I was the same going into it. I think both myself and Simon predicted 1-0 wins for Villa, sort of that classic Unai Emery away 1-0 performance. And it's the first game we haven't scored in under Unai Emery, which isn't bad for six months, is it? Not bad at all that. And we never really, we never really looked like scoring as well. I think we were just that little bit, little bit leggy. I think the only chances we created was that Moreno one in the first half and that that Louise one where the first shot is terrible. In the end, the second one is a good clearance off the line from from Lindelof. So annoying. It's one of them. You lose the game again at Old Trafford from a, a slightly dodgy goal, but they probably just about edged it in the game. So no complaints as long as you as long as you bounce back next week. Let's talk about a couple of the, of the players. Let's start start with Watkins. Three games without a goal now. Absolute disgrace. Rip up that new contract that, that's on the way out. Get rid of outrageous. Who does he? Who does he think it is? He is, but it is it is three games without a goal for him now. And across those three games, I don't feel like he's had much of the mm. board. And feel like there's been many chances. Like it's not like he's particularly missed any chances in those in those three games. He had a header against Brentford late on that he took away from from Buendia, but. Other than that, it's not like he's been going clean through and missing chances. What have you made of that over the last three games? Do you think teams have, have sussed him a little bit? Which You know, he's always going to happen. If someone's scoring a lot of goals, teams are going to identify ways to stop him. And maybe that's just what's happened over the last three, two, three weeks. It's the new baby curse, isn't it? The new baby curse. I think it oh, happened don't. last time with his oh. with his firstborn, wasn't it? He had a bit of a stinker. And then when his, his missus was pregnant with this one, he was absolutely flying. So, yeah, new baby curse. He's not getting the, the sleep he deserves. But, yeah, look, players are going to... It's it's obvious, isn't it? He's banging form, scored, what, 11 in 12? And then he, the last three games, he's just... It's them guys. I think Brentford, they they did absolutely fantastically to mark him out the game, to be fair. I think even that Man United naturally would have identified our biggest threats, which would have been, you know, Moreno going down that left-hand side and Ollie Watkins, who was banging form up until the last couple of games. So it's only natural, isn't it? I think there weren't, it hasn't really had chances though. Like if he was missing chances, you think, okay, he's gone off the ball a little bit here, but he hasn't had those chances. So you can't really blame him too much it's just one of them isn't it he can't can't score every week and Villa can't win every week so it's only natural but yeah it's 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 not a worry but it's something to to look at for sure because we probably and this isn't a dig at the team at all as I say they've been fantastic I'm not knocking anybody at all but probably since that in that Newcastle game probably created more chances in that game yeah than we have done across across the three since it really haven't we because we, we were so so good that day yeah, not quite back to the Gerard days where we can't create anything. No, at all. no, no. We still we still carry a threat, don't we? we <laughs> yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Even on a even on a bad day now, I still come away from it and think we're a good team. You still fans just to pop still, up still with the goal, don't you? Like, like Brentford was the prime example. Like we weren't great in that game at all. Again, one of them where Watkins didn't have a sniff, but we still popped up, didn't we? We still popped up. And yesterday it could have happened, like you said, another five, ten minutes, we might have popped up with one. I just think the final ball is just a little bit of a lack of quality yesterday and probably a lot of games catching up on certain players and it's not being able to to rotate. But yeah, unfortunate. Take it, move on. Gotta get a reaction. It'll do us good to have six days without a game. I think yeah. going in going into the Wolves game, which is is a huge game. We know they'll 
you know, it's a, it's a, be a big game for them as, as it would be. You know, if they were chasing Europe, we'd take great pleasure in trying to stop them getting Europe. So it would be exactly the same for us go, going there next week. But Wendell is the other one I, want, I wanted to ask about. He's, I've seen him getting a little bit of criticism on, on social media. And there's a few people in, in the chat talking talking about him as well. He, he, I feel like he's getting a little bit frustrated. I feel like he's spending a, a lot more time throwing his arms up in the air than, than he has been in in recent weeks. I like him because, you know, he always works hard. You can never accuse him of, of not working hard. And yes, he gives the ball away, but I always think he's trying to progress the ball and try something and play things forward. So I've got no problem when a player loses the ball when, when they're doing that. But I have noticed over the last couple of games a bit more of him throwing his arms in the air and getting frustrated. Yeah, a bit of a, a probably a catalyst to, to people moaning about him on social media is probably the fact that he, he waves his arms around and he moans quite a lot. If he didn't do that, you probably wouldn't moan about his performances. I think it's just his sort of personality coming through and him having that sort of... A bit Bruno, stere- if you will. Oh, don't. That sort of stereotypical South American personality if he really hates losing and things like that. But yeah, I think he, he holds on to the ball a little bit too long and I don't like moaning about players when we've just no. gone... 10 unbeaten and one eight of them like he's popped up with moments as well that assist for Louise in the dime minutes at Brentford that goal at Everton which feels like a long time ago now and I don't know yeah frustrating he is frustrating to watch you know but like you said he, that's his personality and he takes those risks so I think he's he's vitally important but on the other hand he's our record signing and I think he's got to take it up a level possibly and I think you know Unai Emery's the man to, to get that out of him of course he is but I think he has got another level and for a record signing like I said I think he's he's got to get there but he's not he's not someone who deserves to be singled out at this point for me at all or, or anything like that I don't think you can single anyone out at, nah. at the moment we didn't lose yesterday because anyone played particularly badly or there wasn't anyone I was sitting on I was sitting at home watching and thinking oh they're having a bad game it is just mm. that we don't have much to, to freshen it up at the moment, you mentioned Coutinho at the start. He's been out forever. Been out throughout yeah. this whole unbeaten run, hasn't? Hasn't? Hasn't he, Coutinho? Just just as he'd scored in a in a game of football for us, and even just the fact of having him to come on, I do think that would have made a, a huge, huge difference, especially when we're playing well. You know, Coutinho's never really been part of a Villa team that's been playing well. Mm, so we were we were exactly. playing well over the last over the last month or two. The two months he's he's been out, you know, him being involved in that, you might have seen a completely different player to what. To what we'd been seeing for probably the six, seven months pre- previous. And Bailey would have been useful off the bench yesterday, whatever you think of him. I think just being able to, to stretch the game a little bit and give us a bit more to, to carry yeah. a threat on the, on the counter-attack, I think and that's something we've we've struggled with at, at, at times. I give, again, I'll give Manchester United credit. Yes, I looked at their back four and thought, well, we should be able to get at them here. But actually, there wasn't a weak link across their back four. I thought Lindelof was really good. Luke Shaw looks like he's been playing left centre back his whole life. Malassia at left back, I thought he's a he's a tough player to to, to play against. I actually thought Wan Bissaka would play because because of Moreno because you know he feels like the ideal fit to stop that kind of thing. But you're right, Dallow he's a really good fullback and, and and did a really good job. So as a defensive unit, I actually think they were really difficult to break down yesterday, and I think their defence all had a good game. Yeah, they were good. The thing that confused me a little bit when Harry Maguire came on, some of the Villa away under chanting his name as if it was a, a good thing that he was coming on. I was looking around, and this is a bit weird. I don't know if I don't know if that came through on telly or people who no, were there can hear it. shine a light on what that was about. Because I thought that I mean, was he a bit had his weird, night out in Lichfield recently, didn't he? His night out. 
Yeah, oh, he's signing for Villa. He's signing for Villa. No, I don't think Harry Maguire is signing for Villa. We we would not touch that man with a barge pole at, at all. <laughs> let's, um, not, let's not rule out completely. Just 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 in case. It, no, it makes I, no. I, I, I can't see it. No, it would it would never happen. Um, but no, they did well. To be fair, you got to give credit to them. They did well. They're hard to break down. But back to the injuries. Yeah, that that's that's what we that's what we're missing. Bailey and even Cash as well. Like like you said, Ashley Young, fair play to him. He's been really good. But you can sort of see it now, can't you? And Cash would would be an ideal sort of injection of, of freshness to come in at this point. And Hopefully, it sounds like he might be back next week. I don't know if you can shed any light on that, but that'll be a massive, massive boost, won't it? To get, I think Emery said after the game, you know, one or two are close. It's, it just seems like Cash and Bailey will be the two out. closest. They'll be the two yeah. closest. Cash and I hope Bailey. so. It'll be a massive boost as well. Like that could be the difference in the final four games at this point. It could be the difference. Just that injection of freshness, it could be a massive difference. So let's let's hope they are close. You looking forward to to, to next weekend against Wolves? Not really, because every time I've been, we've lost. I think my yeah. first time there was uh, the second year in the championship. Saturday, half five, lost 2-0. I think Jota scored. It was a terrible, terrible afternoon. Every time I've been there, it's been horrible. Trezeguet scoring a con- uh, consolation. A couple of years ago, Ollie Watkins penalty, just losing 2-1, 2-1. Yeah, the year just, we were, just... no one was there, were there? Well, exactly. Last minute. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's never fun going there. It's always it's like your classic away days. It's always good fun going to Wolves away on the train until the game rolls around. So let's hope we can... Uh, Put that record to bed because it's not been great recently going to their place, has it? Will be interesting because obviously, you know, the last time we we, we lost a game, we lost three in a row. So sorry, mm-hmm. the last time we lost a game was in the we'd and we'd lost three in a row. So you don't want to lose again at the, at the weekend and ha- and then it become a thing where you lose two or three on the spin, especially at this stage of the season when we've now ended up putting ourselves in a ridiculously good, good position. So it is, it is really, really important to bounce back against Wolves. But I actually think, although, you know, Wolves will be up for it, there'll be a really good atmosphere. They're, they're, you know, they've got nothing to play for this season. This this will be their, their cup final. But I think it's a good game to have because you can't lose 6-0 and there'd be no, no cup love. You could taking no, no negative things away from that. There's going to be some negatives for Wolves to take yeah. away from that game. I watched that game on Saturday and they were hopeless. Really, really hopeless. Brighton had left a lot of players out yeah. as well. I mean, they won't be as they won't be as generous, I'm sure, as that as they were against Brighton on, on, on Saturday. But there's no way that they're coming away from that game and their confidence hasn't been dented. Yeah, true. People talk about reactions and stuff, but I think you've got to look at it from both sides. But they have been decent at home, though. That's the thing. That's the sort of their home form has been what's propelled them away yeah, from that relegation zone. I think were they bottom at Christmas or they were really, really struggling like before Lopetegui came in? They're in the bottom three when Lopetegui came in. Yeah, so look, they've had a, a decent resurgence, but at this point, it might work in their favour. They've got nothing to play for, so between now and the end of the season, they'll probably look at Villa and think, yeah, they're, they're fine for something. We want to stop that, whether that's on the, the fan side of things or the players will sort of feel that from the crowd. I don't know. I think it'll be hard. I think it, it's always going to be hard. They don't want to lose to us. Of course they don't. So it's going to be difficult, but I think it's it's still in Villa's hands, isn't it, to an extent? Yes, you look at Bryce and think they've got games in hand, but we've got to play them. We've got to play Tottenham as well. So we can make a real impact. That's the bonus we've got over these other two teams. So look, again, massive, massive Massive game, but look forward to it. Bring it on. Yeah, the four games that are left are, are all huge. Obviously, local derby away at Wolves, and then to have Spurs, Liverpool and Brighton to play mm-hmm. who are all in the hunt for, for Europe like us. You know, it is, they're, they're exciting, four exciting games. You know, sometimes seasons can peter out. Obviously, we're, we're looking to get into Europe, you know. I think now they're good, actually good games to have to stop teams around us. Tottenham, again, look just awful at times. Yesterday against Liverpool, just absolutely laughable. 
at times, and even when they do well and get back into the game, one minute later they've chucked it away <laughs> and they're, they're losing four three. So I've identified the next two in particular as good chance for, for six points, and then see where we're at going into the final two because Anfield will, will, will be tough, and then Villa Park against Brighton on the last day will be absolutely rocking. I mean, I remember it being quite a good atmosphere the last time we played Brighton on a on a last day of the season in the Championship yeah. when we had absolutely zero to play for and we spoiled their day because that stopped yeah. them winning the league, I think, didn't it? Newcastle ended up yeah. winning the league because we we drew with them in what was a rubbish, awful game at, at, at Villa Park. So teams do take joy in stopping other teams from, from doing things late, late on in the season. But I'm looking at those two, those next two games and thinking, if we can get six points from those two games, which is, is easily doable, not easily doable, it's doable. But for this side, I would say we're then in a really good position heading into the final two, which I think are the two tougher games of the four we've got left. I think you've got to beat Wolves. You've, you've got to beat Wolves and then you go from there. Just take one game as it comes. I think you're fanciest against anyone in the home games. You do, especially with, with, with us being able to do something in those home games, with it meaning so much, with Tottenham being quite frail at the moment, fragile team, with a bouncing atmosphere. We start strong on them. You know, we score early goals at Villa Park. You mm. do fancy us. Of course you do. I'm not saying it's going to be easy or whatever, but you, you do fancy us. And then on, on a final day, anything can happen. Like you said, if, if it does go down to that final day, which I'd probably take at this point, yeah, I would Villa do. Park will be a, a fantastic, fantastic atmosphere. And you fancy us against anyone when it means so much. So it's, it's going to be tough. That Liverpool away game is going to be tough, but they leak goals at home. Three to a, a poor Tottenham, tie, uh, Tottenham side, two to Forest the week before. So it's not impossible. It's not impossible, but game by game, beat Wolves, go from there. No, you know, none of us expected to be, even be chasing Europe at this point. Exactly. But when you are, you obviously you start dreaming of it and, and, you, and you want yeah. it to happen. It's a bit like Arsenal now. You know, they've been top for. 80% of the season and they're not good they're not going to win the league and although they've made staggering progress there will be a tinge of disappointment because when you've been in that position for so long so when we've been in the european places towards yeah. the end of the season you want to stay there if you just because we've lost at the weekend have you, has your, your confidence been dented of, of us getting europe because the way i say is yes we've lost to manchester united the teams we're up against, they're not all going to win every game in, until the end of the season and we weren't going to just continue staying unbeaten for the rest of the season a little bit, a little bit, but that, I think that's only natural. Like, you know, it's, it's going to happen, but I don't know. I don't, I just think it's so, so tight, but I do seek comfort in the fact that I feel like it's in our hands though. Like I can yeah. feel it's in our hands because we've got to play those two sides and Brighton have got the top four to play as well as a, a couple of games against sides who are banging trouble. So they'll be up for it as well. So Tottenham have got to play Brentford, go to Leeds. Well, they'll be fighting for something as well. Got to play a Palace side who are banging form as well. So you don't know. I think, yes, it's been been knocked a little bit because we have lost and other teams have picked up a, a points, whatever. But I don't know. You're still confident, are you? Because I feel like it's in our hands, especially with those two games that mean so much against the sides around us are at home as well. So, yeah. no, still confident. Why not? But there will be a slight tinge of disappointment if we don't make it at this point. But whatever happens, it's been a remarkable season. Remarkable, I think even, remarkable season. Even if we got Conference League instead of Europa League, you'd be happy with that. But there'd still be a okay. little bit of disappointment. It's natural there'd be a little bit because we were, we could have got Europa. If Adam just pulls up the, the league table for me, please. A second, I'll tell you how I see. I just wanted the lead table up to justify what I'm what I'm about to say. So yeah, we're on the same points as Tottenham. So seventh gets you European football. We're on the same points as Tottenham. And if I take everyone else out 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 of the equation, there, I think we'll get more points than Tottenham for the rest of the season. So as long as Brentford don't go on a mad one, that's that would be Europe. That's right, yeah. isn't it? 
I, that, that's the way yeah. I see it, is that if we can beat Spurs, I think we will get more points than Tottenham Hotspur get towards the end of the season, and that will get us Europe. So that's the that's why I'm positive about it because I'm just if I'm I'm just purely looking at them at the moment. It'd be nice to finish ahead of Brighton and, and and Liverpool, but obviously Brighton have got those those games in hand. But you're right, they've got tough fixtures, tough games to play in a short space of time as well. You know, seen us be legger in the last few weeks that can that can happen to, to them as well. But if I look at it purely from the point of us us v Tottenham for a European place mm. at the moment, I would make us favourites for that. Yeah, we've got what the same amount of points and their goal difference is just a couple couple better than us. So we beat them. It's 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 so close, mate. It's so so close. That's Brighton's fixtures there. It's tough, isn't it, for them? Even them, you mentioned Tottenham, but it's gonna be hard for Brighton. I know they've they breasted McAllister Mitoma um at the weekend and won six now. So you never know. I just think yeah, we'll know a lot more after this couple of games now, and then we'll go to Anfield and go from there. But Bring it on, I say. Bring it on. Why not? Why not? Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, Brighton, there's a lot of hard games. Isn't there? They've got to go to the Emirates and St. James's Park. Yeah, amongst, and welcome amongst, Man City as well. Like, game. it's Man United on Thursday they've got. So, not easy. Not easy. No, no, still, it's, like you say, it still feels very much in, in Villa's hands, and that is a, a real positive thing. The, the, the big we've had some big results recently. Even just coming back and getting a point against Brentford, that was a mm. that was a really big point because we didn't play well and just getting an extra point kept them kept the distance us from them the, the same as well. You know, so we have we have done it. One defeat doesn't change my confidence in in this team, and it doesn't change how good they've been over the last couple of months to have put themselves in in the position. So as I say, and I've said it about seventeen times now, I'm just looking at it as us v Tottenham for a European place. I make us favourites for that at the moment. I think if you spoke to Spurs fans. They'd probably be exactly the same. They'd say you're a better team than us at the moment. You're carrying a bit more momentum than, than we are at the moment. I think some Spurs fans as well probably wouldn't want Europe, whereas it it, it means the world to us to, to get into Europe, doesn't it? Because you know, t- Wolves and Blues have been in Europe more recently than we have. <laughs> Wigan have been in Europe more more recently than, than we, we talk have. about it's... being a big club. Big clubs act like big clubs, and we need to get back in there, mate. I've never seen it. I want to go to these obscure I countries. I want to I want to take it off the bucket list, mate. Like it's dreamland stuff. I couldn't care to be honest what what competition it's in. I just want to no. be there and be on be on TV on a Thursday night and be God knows where on, on a Thursday night as well. Like just bring it on because we've we've seen even this season, like we've seen some dire, dire football and dire scenes at the club and whatever. It's just been such a mad, mad turnaround. And if we can top that off with any form of European football, it will be incredible. And I think because Arsenal aren't going to win the league now, I think Emery's got to be up there for manager of the season. I think it has, I think it's going to be. For me, it would be between him and Hal. I, I think, think Hal would get it. Yeah, I'd probably just just give it to Hal. But I think even him being in the conversation is just it's brilliant. It's brilliant. But let's yeah, top staggering. it off eh, with with some European football. That'd be nice. I mean, a bit of nostalgia here. I mean, my when I was a kid, when I was young, so I would have been ten or eleven, maybe. Oh, actually, I'm probably younger than that. Maybe eight or nine. My first ever European game, Villa beat Inter Milan on on penalties. And, it was like I'd never experienced any anything like it. It was just it mm. felt really different to to watching Premier Premier League football. Even even at that age, Inter Milan had some really good players at that point as well. That's when the UEFA Cup was was just two legs all all the way through, and it was it was knockout football. And then I think of the Atletico Madrid game in, a few years later when Stan Collymore hits, hits one in off the bar, and Villa are so close and get knocked got knocked out in the, on the away goals rule. In, in the end, to, to Atletico Madrid in the quarterfinals of the UEFA Cup. You know, when I was young, Villa were always in Europe. 
Mm. And then it's been, we kind of worried it in the Martin O'Neill days, but didn't really take it seriously. Kind of took, yeah. took it for not the fans, but the, as a club, it was it was very much taken for granted. Like it was always going to be there, and we'll focus on the league because we're going to finish fourth. And then we didn't finish fourth, and then we've just never been in Europe since. Even though there's the kid, there was Intertoto that... Cup games to, to look forward to in pre-season, you know they yeah. don't even do that anymore. There's some big clubs in these competitions, though the Conference League, Europa League. Like yeah. there's some big clubs in there. Roma, even in the Conference League, Europa League, might even see the Milan clubs in there. You know, so it's just going toe to toe to these teams, and I've I've never experienced it. People talk about under the lights at Villa Park, and it's like, well, yeah, but it's it's full of on a Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? Like we need but these European nights. You're not going to when we Ajax. How old would you have been then? That was like no, my first game was under McLeish, like 2011. So I, oh, exactly. So I've lived. never I've never seen it, mate. I've never seen it. So I'm just so desperate for it. Home away, it'll be a complete new experience. So so desperate to get there. Bring it on. Eh? I suppose you've had. It. I watched your uh, video on Claret and Blue yesterday. Like oh, yeah. Same one of your favourite ever away games. Sheffield a, Wednesday. No, no, a friendly like, at like the friendly at Leipzig. Well, exactly. So you, you know that was a friendly, and that, I imagine how good how good that was. Like being in being in Leipzig for a yeah. friendly in in Germany at that at that point. Like imagine it being actually a game that. Like a knockout game or something. Do, but... Like, can you imagine? It'll be incredible. And like, we take we take thousands to these preseason games. Ren last season, like we packed out the away end for a meaningless friendly a week before the season. Can you imagine if we like it means something? We get into the knockout stages, whatever. It'll be huge. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. It might not happen. No. We'll see. But if you get <laughs> another thing, if we do get there and we do manage to qualify for Europe. You've got the perfect manager for it yeah, as well. Yeah. That's the that's the thing that makes it even more unbelievable. If we actually manage to get there, we've got a manager that has won mm. these cups for fun. Yeah. Of, like of, a one-off game, one-off game against anyone. He knows how to do it, doesn't he? he? Knows what he's doing. Exactly. Oh, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited just, just thinking <laughs> about it. We, we've got to do it. Hopefully, my analogy about Spurs is absolutely correct, and that means that we, so. that we that we will get European football. Someone in the comments add saying Villa v Border. Was my first European night. I remember I was at, I was at that game. I'd I love to go to Bordeaux. Imagine that as an away day. I oh. think it was. We won one nil at Villa, at Villa Park. Savo scored an extra time. There's even these things like having extra time and, and yeah. penalties and, th- and things like that. <laughs> it was uh, it's brilliant. Oh, the small Sean says I don't know which competition he's talking about. The finals in Dublin as well next year. Oh. I don't know whether that's Europa League or Europa Conference League. But the, wow. the final being in in Dublin. That's <laughs> absolutely. That'll be that would be absolute carnage because you'd get. Thousands of Villa fans that didn't even have tickets. Tens of thousands. (laughs) Everyone would be in Dublin, wouldn't they? Because it would be silly not to go. Constant flights from Birmingham full of Villa fans. Can you imagine? Absolutely ridiculous. Right, I'm going to stop us getting getting excited. (laughs) We'll talk about, maybe we'll do this in the the summer, have this conversation again, but do it when we know it's concrete and that that it's definitely (laughs) happening. Thanks to everyone who's joined us late on this Monday night to to, to have a chat. And thanks to Max for joining me as well. Max, do you want to plug your little YouTube channel for those that have made it? My little YouTube channel. How patronizing, (laughs) Dan. Come on. Uh, Yeah, shout out Villa on Tour. Did a video at the weekend at Old Trafford. Go and check that out. Uh, Go and check out the Villa on Tour podcast as well. I'll give that a little plug as well. Myself and Simon um, do one that comes out every Monday morning. There'll be one coming out uh, tomorrow morning as well. So Apple, Spotify, Phil on Tour podcast, go and check that out as well. Thank you very much for having me on, Dan. Appreciate it, mate. Love talking to you about football and talking to you about Villa, obviously. As Well, Max, thanks to Adam for producing. Don't forget, if you do want some Purity Ale, to use our code, hashtag VillaViewing, because Max is on, I'll say, if you want to get anything from Luke Roper, use the code TVV20 and you'll get 20% off at the <laughs> 
check out. Right, we'll be back with an 1874 with Greg in the work. I need to speak to him actually to make sure that we saw, we saw that because we didn't do one last week because we couldn't get our schedules aligned, but we will get one out at some point this week. 260 of you watching live at the moment. Appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you very much, and thanks to those that will go on and watch the video as well. I mean, you're going to bed now, but have a good rest of the evening and up the villa. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.